Hello, guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode <laughs> of Of It Is What It Is. We really need to get better at our yeah, intros, but it's fine. Still, it's a work in it's progress. Been like 10, this will be the 10th one. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, I'm really, really excited about today's episode because honestly, it's one of those just like, it's not very deep. It's kind of, it's just lighthearted. And it's also just, girl, I just really want to hear your experience. I'm like this. She, I'll tell you right now, I haven't even introduced our guest yet, but she's literally living our dream life right now. So I'll, I mean, yeah, I'll give a little bit of background on our guest. I think we became friends. I probably met her. Her. okay yeah her name is Sadiqsha <laughs> I didn't even say that's me <laughs> that's okay I'm but a mysterious yeah. guest nameless guest of course I met her like I think a few years ago uh, I met her through my friend Viviana and Ishraq they went to school together in undergrad and yo honestly always had a big friend crush on her because she just seems super t- I'm not even trying to gas her just for the sake that she's like online like on our podcast right now but always had a friend crush on her viv knows ishrak knows and then listen it all changed this summer viviana's birthday party sadiqsha sat me down and she gave me a girl-to-girl pep talk for like two hours and it just it changed the game and then the next (laughs) the next day she messaged me she was like listen i want you to know i meant everything that i said and i was like that's it we are friends I still I still remember the same day, I think Viv's birthday party, Kaveh like messaged, she's like, yo, you have to meet Sadiqsha, like she's so cool. And I was like, damn. And I was so excited. I was like, okay, yeah, cool, like, cool. I don't even have that many close like girlfriends. So it's just very refreshing to be like, hey, I got it. we get to see another hype sister. So yes, of course. Yeah, well, I'm gonna let you take it away and introduce yourself, say all the important stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, hi, I'm Sudiksha. Um, as Kavya said, I am her distant friend for a while that I've got to, you know, become closer this year despite all of COVID stuff going on. Uh, and this is my first time meeting Juhi from afar, but still very excited to be here. Um, I'm currently living in New York because I'm going to school here. I'm studying a master's of public health. Just kind of sounds like a audible resume that I'm giving in my intro, but there's not very many exciting <laughs> things. Good happening otherwise uh but yeah no i'm really excited to be here and kind of delve into what's going on um but yeah take it away yeah wait are you comfortable saying the school oh yeah sorry i didn't yeah sorry uh i'm going to columbia right now and um their school of public health is like in the no- like northern north sorry more north than uh main campus it's in washington heights which is a really nice neighborhood um so it's not like the traditional Like, their main campus is crazy nice, Um, and so that's not necessarily where I'm at, but I'm very excited to be here. It's a very cool school. I've visited a couple times. Because it's COVID, everything's closed, Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Um, So yeah, sorry. Thinking about um, just, like, your move and everything, what was your mentality going into that? Because, dude, like, first of all, like, New York is crazy. Like, it's such a big city, and it's... I feel like so much is happening all the time. Um, I don't know, like, how did you prepare yourself? Like, what were you thinking? Any thoughts that you had, maybe? Um, Yeah, so I feel like this story would have been a lot different if I wasn't moving in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, And I can't not address that as, like, all of my experience, because it's the only experience I've had. 
Um, but I knew I was really, really motivated. And I, like, there's a lot of things that happened to me in undergrad where I'm just like, this is happening for a reason. And this is where I'm supposed to be. Even if it's like less than ideal right now, I've been through too many things in the last four years that, that, that something was going to stop me from getting to where I wanted to be or where I saw myself. And that is a confidence that I didn't know came out of the last four years until I started this whole process of moving here because I was like everything is against me like um obviously COVID so mobility is zero and then in July every week for about three weeks they were going back and forth on whether they were going to give me the visa whether they weren't whether they were whether they weren't and I was like I did and it was two weeks till the deferral deadline and I was almost going to defer to next year because if I couldn't move to New York to do this degree I wasn't going to do it in my childhood bedroom in Mississauga like I wasn't gonna do that so I was like shit you know and like that's so unfair because it's like there's so many months put in so much so much process and Juhi I know you know this whole process of just like getting your ass here yeah. is a lot of paperwork yeah, it is yeah. a lot of For begging sure. the government please let me in let me in um, bro yeah but I knew holy shit if I could just get through this um this part of just leaving Canada that the rest of it had to come in some way like my like had to come my way um so I was very headstrong in that sense but it was hard it was it was I know and maybe this is a very naive thought um by me moving away in this sense like I don't plan to move home like in a very long time or ever mm-hmm. I don't know like I'm moving here because I want to make something of myself girl here if and I moved move to New on. York City I wouldn't want to move back <laughs> either just so yeah but it's not even it's like New York right now like I'm seeing it as a a beginning point which is crazy and such a privilege to even start something here um but it was it was really much uh really much it was very much um just get your ass there and you'll figure the rest of it out and it was hard because I was all by myself like usually my parents would have driven me up and they would have helped me settle in yeah and, you know just that like emotional support I just had to do through whatsapp which is less than ideal whatsapp coming through (laughs) coming through and um and there was a lot like I don't know how long that I can talk about this but there was a lot of stuff that was like like when I got to New York that was just not going my way um I I got here and then I applied for a there's a couple things you have to do once you like move to a whole new country you need a bank card you need a phone number you need to find a place to live all of those things I did not have. What did I have? I had my visa um, and my enrollment. And then the rest of it, I had two weeks to figure out before school started. Um, because the markets here in New York, you can only sign a place within a week or two before you wanted to move in. So I couldn't look for a place before. I had to look at neighborhoods and stuff. So like I had when I got here is when I had to start looking, um, which is what I did. I packed in like seven, eight viewings in three days. Then we applied for one apartment and that was a nightmare because the guy like the the broker was like really shady and then that fell through so then a whole week goes by while we're waiting for this guy and then now it's only like six days till school starts I don't have an apartment I don't have a bank card I barely have a phone number and it's like literally coming down to the wire I was like I need my life to be settled by next week so I luckily we had like a backup that went through that's the apartment I'm in right now really really grateful um and then Caleb, who's my roommate and my friend from undergrad, even his process to coming to New York was tough because of all the visa stuff and all like, you know, you need, you need, to, I'm not going to like talk about what happened there, but he was just delayed to come. 
And that gave me a lot of stress because I'm like, now there's even little time for us to get settled in before both of our schools start. So this is not like the very glitzy, glammy move to right. New York that yeah. that I would have, like, that probably a lot of people saw, like, on social yeah. media. But, like, I'm not gonna about to cry on my story for you to, like, you know, like all that stuff. But it was really tough. And then once he got here... Obviously, I had an apartment, but an apartment that was empty, no furniture. I got a bed the first day I moved in, and it was on the ground, mattress on the floor. Hey. We didn't even have a place to sit for, like, three days. We didn't have chairs. This is literally Juhi. Yeah, we I had feel you, bro. And yeah. two people, and that was it. Yeah. And then we slowly got it, started getting stuff. We got a phone number. We applied for a bank card. You can only apply for a bank card when you have a permanent address. And so, and then that took two weeks to get into me, and I couldn't. I couldn't do anything without a bank card. What do you mean? You don't have money? You can't do anything. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. it was just, it got, like, lo- it got delivered here. And then they, like, my apartment number got cut off. So then they just sent it back. And then they didn't bother to send it back it's here again. Oh and, my oh, my God. Yeah, it was a lot. And, like, even just thinking about it right now, I'm sweating. because You're, like, like heating up, guys. It's literally heating yeah. up. And, like, all of this Same. happened in, like, two, two and a half weeks. Which is way too much stress for one person to handle yeah, of in the course. middle of a place that they have never been before. Luckily, though, I had like family friends I was staying with that were like really, really supportive, and I had other like cousins in the city. So, even if I felt mentally like everything was crashing, like I knew I had people to fall back on, which is awesome. Um, and I definitely used the hell out of them because I was supposed to stay at my family friend's place for like maybe a week, and I was there for a, a fat two and a half weeks just because things like stopped working out. Um, but I will say, um, once all of that started getting ironed out, we got a place, we got a couch, we, it's like every day hauling up our five foot, five foot, our five story walk up, um, which is a lot of stairs when you're hauling furniture <laughs> and, and groceries and all this type of stuff. So once all of that type like stuff ironed out, that's when my mentality came back and I'm like, you went through all of that for a good reason, because you know, you don't ever want to be back here. <laughs> Because that's hell. Um, but you still landed on your feet all by yourself while, like, everything you know is very distant from the reality you're living right now. And I was like, there is confidence in that. There's strength in that. And it validated my choice to even come here because I'm just like, if I just, like, disintegrated and I wasn't able to do any of it, then I would have been like, okay, packing my bags, going back to Mississauga. Um, but that, that's literally not an option at this price point either. <laughs> so, Dude, Yeah. That is such yeah. a gratifying feeling. So I go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was just going to say, like, I feel you on the moving and everything. And like, you're by yourself. So it's just like, and I know for myself, like I went into it thinking, bro, like, can I even do this by myself? Am I capable? Like, it's like you're throwing me into a situation that obviously I don't have any experience with. So for sure, I will like, I can definitely agree on like feeling so much more confident at the end and being like, okay. I'm here for a reason. So I'm so happy it all worked out for you in the end. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank I'm glad you, you guys kind of highlighted that part because I swear it's like, yeah, when you think of New York, especially, it's very like glitzy and glamorous. And then this is a side. And, and it's funny because like this part is like, it's not uncommon. Like you'll hear people talking about the crazy rent prices or like, you know, just like the struggles, all the sketchy landlords to even get a place, like being scammed, the crap out of all of that. But no one ever takes it seriously because you're just like, but, but Manhattan though, but yeah. Yeah. New York no, though. Bro. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm a little 
curious like okay because obviously from an external perspective like I see you and I see what you're doing right now and I'm just like whoa this is so cool like here yeah. we have an Ivy League educated gal living yes. in the big city. She moved here by herself, like got everything, you know, figured out yourself. Um, how does that feel for you? Like, because I feel like sometimes like you could be doing really great things and then you yeah. get to that point and it just like it doesn't feel like anything. You're just like, oh, like, mm. this is normal, yeah. though. Like, I don't feel it as accomplished right. as I sound yeah. on paper, for example. Yeah, no, and, like, honestly, there's so much, there's so much validity to that concept, because I, like, just, like, about me, in undergrad, like, I wasn't a very strong student, I, and I'm not even saying, I hate, I hate when people are, like, yeah, like, I didn't do that well, and they, like, got high 80s and 90s, I was was pulling 60s and 70s in first and second year, and I literally rethought even going to undergrad, because I'm, like, I'm not good at this, like, clearly all these grades are showing me, this is not for me, but I was just, like, I don't have a talent and this is the only thing I can do so I'm gonna go back to school um and then I pushed through and luckily like and I realized that's like a lot of people's university experience where in like third year you actually start taking interesting classes and you're like mm, diving more into yeah. like why you're there and what you're doing and yeah and I, I really like enjoyed what I was studying after that fact but whoa those first two years dragged on and yeah. and that's where I was like that's where again like my confidence started to build and I'll be totally honest being here right now to who I saw myself in undergrad and like I'm sure like from the outside in people are like of course she's doing these things but like no way is of course she's doing these things because like I I struggled a lot in school like with with like school work and even just like mental health like there was a lot going on um but I had a really great friend group and I had a great family that's like keeping me grounded and strong and through through it all so I have to start letting myself celebrate the good stuff like because I, mm-hmm. I was so caught up caught up in being like I'm not this person like mm. I just got lucky and I was like you can only I get lucky that, so many yeah. times in life yeah right? like you, of course it's not it's not everyday lucky it's not no it's like yeah. take that time to celebrate yourself and be like I exactly. did that she did that like yeah I was like did. look at her go like she actually did that and like yeah because I think we are also brought up to see that that is like bragging or being narcissistic or being like full of yourself where it's just like I think it goes to the extreme where you don't even give yourself any credit and then you sell yourself short and I still sell myself short um which is something I'm like actively working towards not doing because that's bad you shouldn't do that especially like most people I'm like if I have like such a big crush on everybody that I'm around like oh they're so great they're doing great things I'm just like you are the sum of the five people around you they're not just holding exactly. you around because you're a bum oh my god snapping my fingers like yes <laughs> So it's like if you're if you're like geeking out over the people you're surrounded by, like there is a good reason why you belong to that group of people Um, and whatever you see in them, right, whether they're really good in school or they're just very caring people, whatever it is, like you emulate what you are into in a sense. Right. Um, So, yeah. So like back to the the point of of like, you know, um, feeling that I've, I've moved to New York, I go to an Ivy League school and I'll be right honest with you. Um, it is no different, like, the people, it is no different than undergrad. If anything, if anything, it, like, it's really just, like, I move. If I went from Western University undergrad to Western University grad school, which is, like, imagine you just went with your whole cohort into graduate school. That's exactly what it is here. Like, this is not any superstar college program. And it's just people who are very passionate about a topic that they want to learn about. And that doesn't come with any sort of accolade. You know, there's really, there's cool people that have all these types of experiences and yes, you are a part of a privileged class of people, but the personality type that you are 
it's it's pretty pretty similar to what you would see in undergrad like there's some people that you vibe with some people that you don't and so I think that whole outside looking into an Ivy League because even for me I was like Columbia there's no way um and and all that stuff but once I'm here I'm just like yeah well duh if again I was like if I'm here then obviously there's more people like me than the people that I think are actually here um so and when I applied I only applied because I was like let me see where I fall because I had no bearing on what was a competitive applicant who how what like I literally was on um like studentdoctornetwork.com and that like that was my only source of information to public health programs because nobody talks about it in Canada in this like the jump to America so I did all of that just off of like trusting people's opinions online which I don't know how great that would have been but there's still real people that are trying to do the same thing that I was doing um so once I got here and once I got in that's where I was it was disbelief because I was literally in the middle of our like university like common center I got the email and I just started crying in the middle of this like big ass auditorium area and it was Bell Let's Talk Day, and that booth was right behind me. So they're like, why is this girl crying? <laughs> like, what's wrong? Um, and that's when it's like, I have to keep reminding myself, like, I moved from London, Ontario to New York City. And and that's a big thing. And I should feel good about that. And I should feel excited about that. Um, but I also don't want to, you know, tip over to the other side where I just get cocky because I hate people like that. I don't want to become that person. Um, and like, I want... I want to be the example to show people that like you can do it too because this girl did not see this eight months ago being here um, in the slightest like I work hard for sure but I'm not chasing this and and it so happened to happen for me which makes like it feel a lot more gratifying that I know that it was it, it wasn't the best grades that got me here it wasn't a crazy connection I wasn't friends with the dean of the school <laughs> um, and if you have something you're very, very passionate about, like that, and you work towards that, I really believe, and I'm the example of that, that it'll happen in whatever way that you want it to. Um, it's like very immigrant parent of me, like work hard. No, oh, dude, no. I, I'm like smiling <laughs> as you say this. I'm so happy. Continue. <laughs> but no, I, I really genuinely think that that's what pushes a lot of people to be great and do great things is the passion that they have, the strength that they develop, because you don't have to have it all figured out, which is another thing. Um, I did not, and I'm, I'm continuing to figure it out, and you have to give yourself that space. Um, so yeah, this is my long-winded 30 minutes. No, it's <laughs> okay, it's okay, don't even worry. Uh, I don't know, it's just, a, it's just a gratifying feeling, and I feel like another thing is like you probably remind yourself every day, like, yo, I came from all this, like I, literally any hardship you face, you're just like, okay, but I did all of this, I'm here now, like it's good, so that's so good to hear. Um, I was going to ask you another thing. Um, in terms of like your move I know we talked about um you know what your like thoughts were going into it but like did you have any expectations for New York as a city for yourself and then yeah did it live up to those expectations like I know you've kind of been here as a you've been you've visited several times but obviously like let's just use a good reference point as Gossip Girl you know how close how, and like all the movies and how living in New York is portrayed like sex in the city and all of that. How, what were your expectations versus reality? Let's hear that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, yeah, when I, I guess like coming into it, there was a very movie-esque expectation of like, I'm going to walk down and like go to Central Park and I'm going to go to this bakery and like, you know, if I was single, fall in love at a bodega, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> stupid stuff like that. But um, a lot, and 
I I didn't one thing I, I guess like the expectation was that like most people live a lavish life in New York um which is like it was I half believed that but what one thing I like realized coming and visiting New York is like everybody is a, it's like a big melting pot of like socioeconomic status and, and industry and all those types of things so I was like if you can make it here like because there's so there's no dominant industry there's no dominant type of person that lives here um there's a place for you if you so much want to take up that space yeah I think we noticed um, that as well we're like there's literally a like New York is kind of a place for everyone like you will always find there's some either like a part of the city or like a group of people that like you will you'll basically you'll fit in there's no one that can be an outcast in New York I swear yeah and like the ceiling is so high like the rich people here are rich yeah dude I was watching this um documentary my friend Josh showed me um it was called Park Avenue and it spoke about how like it was like all these billionaires in the U.S. but I think the apartment buildings like 740 Park, it houses the most billionaires in the country and how all of American democracy goes to die in that building because people are just bought. Um, and literally like I was staying, I was staying in the Upper East Side, which is where my family friend was living. And I realized I was like, this is like a 10 minute walk. So I walked over there and I was like, oh my God, it was this huge building, only like 30 apartments in it. And the smallest apartment was like 3,000 square feet. And the largest one is like 12,000 square feet. That's like bigger than my whole house. So like, a, like, that's <laughs> like four, four times my house in like at back home in an apartment in New York City. So I was like, whoa, like people really have money here. Um, and then the reality of it was that that's the Upper East Side um, or like that's Lower Manhattan or that's, you know, Greenwich Village. Like there's pockets of that life. And obviously they're not going to make movies about the very real middle class people of new york because that's obviously like there's 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 stories there but that's not what a big hollywood movie is going to base out of like hollywood movies make you think that you're going to fall in love just by walking down the street which is not true because imagine yourself walking downtown toronto and you just fall in love like shahrukh khan <laughs> walks down the street in a bollywood movie that doesn't happen. <laughs> this is the real world like that's not just gonna happen here um so i think that reality of there's different types of people in different parts of manhattan and then you go into like the other boroughs queens brooklyn like there's a lot happening here and i think that's one thing i wasn't expecting of how like overwhelming that type of um i guess like diversity or like difference would feel i'm just like there's so many people here doing so many things um and like not overwhelming not in like a negative sense but saying that like i feel really motivated like i wanted to work at a coffee shop if i do i want to work at tim hortons back home probably not like no. i'm gonna walk into a tim hortons and feel motivated yeah. to to work there but i i came here and i was like how cool would it low be low key I, I have a dream of working as like a barista on the side <laughs> in a big city like it's just so romanticized in a city yeah. like you never want to do that in freaking brampton ontario or <laughs> like mississauga ontario yeah. but like you yeah. think of like big bills buildings and just I don't know it just seems I mean I don't know how it actually is maybe I'll have to try it out but yeah (laughs) no for sure so like the the reality of it that I'm living now and I've only been here for like a month so I really haven't done or seen as much as I probably could and also COVID again is keeping me at home for most of the part and also just like a lot of the things in the city are quite shut down so you can really go out to eat and walk around which is what you can do pretty much everywhere else in the world um but New York has been doing a very, like, knock on wood, a very, very good job at, like, containing COVID and um, 
I don't, I honestly feel safer here, here than I did back home. Really? Um, because okay. people take it so, they've seen the worst of it here, so they take it very seriously. Like, one thing I didn't do back home was, like, say, like, wear a mask on the street. Like, if I was walking through, like, a busy place, right? Like, I'd put a mask on and, you know, all of that good stuff. But here, it's, like, everywhere you go, you're only wearing your mask and you only take it off either when you're eating or when you're at home, um, which is a behavioral change that I didn't realize. Um... And so my expectation, again, was that it was going to be this horrifying place where I wouldn't want to go anywhere and I would have to take public transit because I'm not rich. I don't have a town car. I don't have a car, period. Um, so I was like, I have to take public transit. And like all everybody is mixing, mixing pot on the subway. Um, but then the reality was like everybody takes um, like concerted effort to be safe and keep you safe and keep them safe. Um, and as long as you're doing your due diligence, you're wearing a mask, you're washing your hands, you keep, you know, you're not touching people, you're not licking people, like, you'll be okay. And, like, so far so good. Like, I, we, we try to get tested as soon as, like, once every two weeks just to make sure everything's good. Um, but back home, like, I was, like, worried more in the sense that I'm just, like, people aren't taking it as seriously here, but also we have universal health care, so that's, like, a different thing. Um, but I'm like, I, I was like more scared here because I was like, if I get sick here, God, God save me. I won't be able to afford getting sick here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reality was that I feel safe. And I, that's, that's a huge thing for me is to feel good and to feel safe and secure. Um, doing the best that I can, despite the circumstances. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a very mixed experience and very exciting because I'm like, I've only seen and I've seen a whole bunch of stuff in the last, like, five weeks. Um, but there's so much more. And, like, as things start to progress to get better, like, that's going to be even more exciting to look forward to. Yeah. So I so just to summarize from that, scale of 1 to 10, how close is New York to the movies? What Based on your one-month COVID experience, which obviously has an impact, let's see. Like, based on your one-month COVID, obviously, but... Um, I feel like it depends on what movies you watch also. Like, I know that's a very political say, answer. Um, <laughs> let's but... say Gossip Girl. You know what? Let's just say the... Up- I know that's like a oh, certain pocket gossip, of people, yeah. but... Like, no, it is nothing like that. It's like a negative four to Gossip yeah, Girl. Yeah, you heard like, that at all the loyal Gossip Girl stands. <laughs> if you are planning like, to move to New York solely for this reason, don't. Don't. Like, <laughs> like rent rent oh my god like the way in which those people in that show lived no like those are multi-million dollar apartments um which is nobody coming right out of undergrad really could ever afford so no it's not like that it's not maybe like for those types of people it's everyday gallery party going shopping doing this that um like you can go sit on the met steps but it's not a glorified thing people just have lunch there like it's just we a place literally you, yeah i think so we did that funny. we took pictures there and we're like yeah okay, so did cool. i Next. i'm just like people are just here on their lunch break because they simply live and work around here um but there is many i think like yeah so compared to that show not nothing like that show for like the average person um but there's still so many very nice and like romantic type of moments you have here. Like when people are, one thing, okay, sorry. Another thing is like, people have that rep of New Yorkers, like they're crude and they're like, come walk in here and they'll just like cuss you out. I have not met, like I've met the nicest people and like the people who are like the most helpful, the nicest, like we made friends with our mattress salesman. Like this lady, she literally sold us at the furniture store, like a retail person at the furniture store became one of our friends. 
because she was so sweet and like she she works at this like furniture place but she's a documentary filmmaker and I was like oh my god this is crazy um and like the deli guy knows us and he's like oh I got you just give us a call whenever you like need anything um when we were moving our stuff in our, our apartment like if a neighbor saw they'd come and help us haul ass up five flights of stairs and we're just like why I wouldn't do this I'd look at you and I'd go back into my house um but yeah people have been so kind um and a lot more warm and receptive than people make New Yorkers out to be because they're just nice like they, they of course there are people that are mean but there's people mean everywhere um I feel like those type of stereotypes stick in a city like this because you want to believe that and you're like yeah I'm cutthroat I can live here I'm like you don't have to be you can be soft and gushy and like that's fine yeah yeah that's funny because no when we went I was going into it with the mentality too of like oh people are gonna be rude whatever and like definitely we had our fair share of that but people were like like nice like I feel like I met more nice people than I did like mean people and yeah it was just a pleasant surprise like, everyone for sure I think we had one incident which I think is really funny we were on the subway and then bro um, and like this little kid who cannot be older than six years old okay him and his little him so and young. his older sister who's probably like eight years old they like they come up to us they're going around to different people on the subway and they're like the boy's like hi can you please sign this petition for my school's basketball team and so like people are signing it they're like oh like cute little adorable kid he gets to like it's me juhi and our friend mahima and he gets to like mahima and then he's like saying like hey like can you sign this it's for my basketball and then he drops his pen and so Mahima tries to be nice, so she tries to pick it up for him. She bends over and she's like, oh, like, I can't see it. I'm so sorry. And he looks at her and he's like, are you effing blind? <laughs> like he oh, said, the, yeah, he said the curse word, like straight up this tiny little like munchkin. And then his older sister, who is like eight, right? Like she was like, she was like, well, don't go expecting signatures if you're going to go cuss them out. And, oh, my God. And she got into, like, beef with some guy on the train as well because, like, he, don't like, you know me. when, like, the train, like, stops and then, like, you kind of, yeah. like, rock back a little bit? So some right. guy, like, rocked back and she was like, don't touch me. Like, this, like, oh sassy little God. pair. It was so funny. And I was like, this is the most New York crap I will ever That's experience. So yeah, there is, there is, like, yeah, there's a lot. That's, again, like a mixed bag, but there's been a lot more, like, sweet souls that I think we've encountered than sour ones. Yeah. But that's really funny, like, getting cussed out by a kid. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We didn't York. expect that, bro. Oh, York. man. So, just another thing, and then I'm sorry, Chibi, I'm sure you have something to ask. Just curious, what is, if you could real quick list the best thing that you've seen so far and also, like, the weirdest thing you've seen? Oh, weird? That's a lot. I need to think for that one. But I think best thing... Um, hmm. I think what was really... It actually just happened this last weekend. Um, one of my friends had a work event in Williamsburg. And that was the first time I'd ever been... It's like... It's Brooklyn right across the, the Manhattan Bridge. Or sorry, Brooklyn Bridge. And um, we were just like walking around. And then we went to this like waterfront park. And that... I just like you can see all of Manhattan from there like the side like side profile on the East River you can see the entire city and I was just like I stood there and I was like just like taking it all in I was like like I could just come here and see this any day 
you know, like, there's not a fleeting moment that I have to, like, live for here. I can just do this. And sometimes, like, as I was saying, like, I just forget because, like, I'm at home and I'm doing school all week. And, like, I really only get the weekends, like, maybe one day of the weekend to do something fun. Um, but I was sitting there. I was like, I'm here. Like, this is something that's, like, so cool. And it was beautiful. And, like, we watched the sunset and then, like, the city lights, like, took over. And, like, that was a movie moment for me. I was just like, whoa, like, this is really really cool and um I definitely want to like continue to like you know feel that way because like that feeling was a nice feeling I was like at once I was at peace (laughs) um so that that was definitely like the best thing I've seen it's very recent too uh weirdest thing oh okay um (sighs) she's like which one she's like which one (laughs) there's so much that's so funny there's so much Okay, so, like, I can't, I can't think, I can't think, like, of just one, but there was one. <laughs> we were on the subway, Caleb and I were on the subway, and this, <laughs> this girl, like, regular, normal, like, you know, like, mid-twenties girl, sitting there on the subway, she just throws up, throws up on the subway car, and then just sits up like nothing happened, and... It, this like is a so hungover gross. So type of throw, throwing no, up? I don't know. Like... It was like the middle. It was the middle of the day. She threw up, and then this is so gross. So I'm like really sorry if you're listening to this and you're eating something, but um, it started rolling down the subway car, and and she acted like nothing. Like like girl, we Bro. didn't just see you throw oh. up in front of everybody here. Oh my god! And I was like, that had to be like the strangest thing. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe she's like motion sick or whatever. But that was I feel so like that gross. must be like such a norm. It's <laughs> just like, oh, you see all like did people in the other the did the other people react or were they just kind of no? Like, eh. That's the also that's the beauty about New Yorkers. Shit will be happening and nobody looks. Like everybody's yeah, minding their own so damn true. business. Oh my god! Like I I was walking once and this lady was like cussing out whoever was on the phone and she's like, "You ruined my life!" Blah, blah, blah. Everybody just walking cool in cool in like nothing's happening, and I was like, "This is nice" because I'm like. That's what's interesting is that you can be people watching and doing your stuff, but you don't have to get involved and no one wants you to get involved. Um, So you just keep going. It's like constant entertainment that way. Um, But yeah, that was definitely the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's just somebody just full on just puke, act like nothing happened. And she just went back to just like seating there. And I was like, I'm going to go now. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bro, all I'm imagining is the smell just like going. No, down. yeah, that's why. <laughs> at the next station, it was out. It's next like station, we're gone, it was out. bro. That's so. We're funny. out of here. Yeah, but um, there's there's many weird things, but that I that's the one that's stuck in my head, so I have to share that eh? one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to segue a little, I know for me, like coming, like I also moved to the U.S. For whoever doesn't know, but like me coming to the U.S., I was really nervous about being homesick I, I was like I'm a big family person and I was like yo I'm so nervous like am I gonna be homesick and I'm like yo I don't have time to be homesick like school started I think for me at least a week after or something and thankfully I've been very okay I miss my family but it's not like I'm crying or anything like it's fine you know so how has it been for you I know you have some family in New York um but yeah how has it been um no honestly like I'm with you on that where I thought I would be doing a lot worse because I was trying to map out the last time I moved away from home was four years ago. And like, yeah, I felt exactly. really homesick. And like, but then I'm also thinking, I was like, I was like 17, exactly. turning 18. Yeah. Like, I'm a very different person <laughs> then of than course. I am now. Um, but I'm doing well so far. Like, I'm very busy. And 
like I'm trying to make my experience my environment here as like loving and comfortable as I can which honestly like when you're not in the most ideal situation that's when you miss home that's when you miss your parents you just want to go back to a place that like was calm and nice and caring Mm -hmm. um but like I'm trying to actively create that here because like I have to I also have no choice I can't go home if I want to like I could even in undergrad um and my parents can't come visit me because the borders are closed so um it's a lot that I've had to push myself for I did actually again like recently last week was like I think the first bout of homesickness I got like I was just sitting there after class on like a Friday and I just felt so gutted I was like man that's when it kind of dawned because I think like a lot of what I'm doing right now is like pushing those type of feelings away because I'm just like you have way too much work to do you have too many things to worry about that are, that is crying about mom and dad you know um but it hit me I was like okay the week is over I, my work can start tomorrow and I finally got to just sit with my thoughts and I was like yeah like I miss home I miss my mom I miss I miss her cooking I miss hugging her like I miss being home in a place where like again an- another like thing is like a place where I know everything about but that also drives me crazy so I know like that's a fleeting thought but um I was like I know everybody here and like I can just get into a car and go drive and like see my best friend and like those are very accessible things that um I I definitely gave up to move here so it, it felt really hard that day um and I cried it out I felt better I got some Indian food you're homesick you gotta get some takeout um and so I was trying to do everything and like I like I kind of felt it like my parents sent a bunch of these boxes um to to me and so my mom gave me like all like the house spices she gave me this whole rack of spices so I could make the shit and like that was like the best I felt so good but that's when I started feeling sad I'm just like no like this should be in my home cabinet like I shouldn't have this here and like that's where I started getting emotional where it's like I know that this is coming from such warmth and such love but it really solidified and like validated the distance that was there which is something maybe I'm trying not to think about as actively um because that'll only do me poorly because if I'm just sitting here sad that's I'm gonna underperform in everything I'm here to work for so um but I have to give my t- myself that time to be like it's okay to miss home it's okay to feel isolated because you are and like that's just the reality um but I'm just hoping for better days and I'm, I-, I booked my flight home just this last week oh, and I think yay. that made me feel a lot better are you going home after so- finals I'm actually going home after classes end because all my finals are online, so I don't need to oh, be in New York that's to write awesome. them. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, and that gave me a lot of solace. Um, I think it was like, yes, you know, now I'm kind of counting down the days, not in like an unhealthy way, but it's just yeah. like before I couldn't even see that, and maybe that's why I was feeling upset. I was yeah. like, when am I ever going to see yeah, I think my when parents? you know that it's happening, it's just like it's also something to look forward to. So, yeah. you know, um, I kind of want to just, you know, since we just talked about family and homesickness, talking about how you're handling a long distance relationship i mean for those of you do- that don't know homegirl has a man <laughs> she has a random wow and um yeah and i mean like you guys have been together like to my understanding for a while like you know like years right and so is this like your first time apart and like obviously you know you're starting your life here and like you said like you don't know when you're gonna go back so like have you had these conversations like how does that for sure. So, um, shout out Nihant, my very nice hey. boyfriend. Nerkats. Um, yeah, he is, shout out Nerkats. He is a barber. Um, you know, anyway, sorry. So, uh, we've been together, I I think on, on Friday. Friday's our uh, anniversary. We'll be together for four years on Friday. Um, so, our relationship had always actually been long distance. We started dating when I moved away f- 
for school. Like, I, we started dating in October of first year, and he was still at home. Um, and he's a year younger than us, so he was still in high school. Um, but, yeah, we've always been long distance, and then we went to two different universities. Um, and so... But then this type of distance is one that we've never really had. And being long distance like that uh, in like like previous years, um, it was very much I got to see you like two to three times a month, which I guess for like relationships that you see your significant other like five times a day, <laughs> that's like crazy. But um, that's just what we like we learned to create as our norm. And I think it was a great thing. I think a long distance relationship really helped me develop into my own person and like not make I don't know I feel like I needed that distance to see who I was and to develop myself because I knew that um I would I I knew that I like looking back on it I couldn't do that if I was like very enthralled into a relationship um so giving like establishing boundaries is also when you're really young it's hard to do that so the distance being the boundary really helped for that like okay you need to prioritize time with this person and then when you see them it feels awesome and that's not to say like relationships that aren't long distance are any better or worse it's just this is the dynamic that I know would have to work for me um because I think ideally of course I would want to see my significant other in like a convenient time too right where it's like I don't have to wait months to see you if I want to see you we can make dinner plans on Friday and that's fine um that I hope one day it becomes that way, but right now it is not. Um, this type of distance is very different and it's challenging, especially because COVID is not allowing even the opportunity to come and visit um, a thing. Because if it was regular time, um, it's like long weekend in Canada this weekend, right? So that could have been a weekend he could have come here. And then I have Thanksgiving in November, so I could have gone home. And then December, obviously, I'll be home for Christmas break. So you can make it work in regular times. But now it's like I very much said goodbye in August, and I will see him in December. Um, but that also doesn't mean I'm going to stop talking to him for four months. And exactly, then I'll be exactly. when I, Right? Um, but I think... I think what was really nice about this summer was we were able to like reconnect and we actually saw each other more this summer than we've seen each other in like four years of a relationship (laughs) because we were both at home and kind of forced to be at home. Um, So that was really nice. And I think we got to understand what we were signing ourselves up for, for this type of distance. Um, And knowing again, like knowing that I'm not probably coming back for a while, it was I think that type of conversation is like that's that's a conversation to be had downstream like he's still in undergrad and we both have the same graduation year so like the next two years we're gonna work on ourselves we're gonna figure it out and I just think we're way too young to be mapping our lives out to that effect of being like okay so like we're gonna we're gonna move in together right after school and then we're gonna get married and all. no because like that's not my priority that's not his priority so the geographic closeness I don't think is going to happen until we realize like or or, or it, it happens right like naturally where we're in the same city but I don't see myself and I, I wouldn't want him to either to choose things that were geographically on, convenient like you, yeah. but then like career-wise not the smartest move right? right I think it's really great that you kind of said how um you know like the next two years you guys well until you graduate like you're gonna get to like focus on yourself and like work really hard towards your own goals but the part I like is that you guys chose to stay together while doing that because I know a lot of people see change something like oh you're moving or like 
I'm, you know, I'm starting my master's as kind of a reason to end a relationship because they're just like, I need to just focus on this. I can't be focusing on all of these things for myself while having another person. So like, have you, I mean, I feel like you guys have probably gotten a really healthy balance with like focusing on your own priorities and like where you are in the present and like each other as well. And like Mm -hmm. how... Have there been any like hard moments though? Because like just because of COVID and like, um, you know, not even. I mean, I know you guys are used to distance, but like you said, like not this kind of distance, right? And like have, like have you kind of gotten? What have you been kind of saying to yourself to get through that struggle? Of yeah, for sure. I guess the um, unknown. So there have been really hard conversations because. Again, like to put into perspective of how young we really are, like four years ago, we were asking permission to go to the washroom. So, so I can't, I can't be in this conversation and tell you I'm this big up adult and I know everything that I'm going to do in life. Like we're so young and like that's, there's so much power in that. Like I don't have any liabilities. I'm, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Like I'm right now trying to be the best person I can be for myself, for my career, pay some bills pay off some debts like I I'm gonna go right now where is best for me in a safe way and if people can come along that journey of course but this is like I think this is where that healthy balance kind of is like struck between the two of us is that we have our set priorities and a relationship is supporting that and like I I might oh it's so weird I'm getting like kind of emotional I can feel it already but um like the support that I've received from him in all of this is one of the big reasons why it was like it was possible for me emotionally to be like you know I fully trust you I fully know that like when I'm having a hard time that you're gonna be there to like pick me right back up and you can't say that about everybody you can't give that type of you can't like show yourself so vulnerably to just anybody right um and even like I've had to like I same thing with like my my best friends I know that like I'm moving away I'm choosing to move away but that doesn't mean our friendship leaves as soon as I get on my plane. That's um, my fingers. Yes. And so I, I I hold my relationships relationships like plural um, to that same effect that if there is substance, substance and love and support and trust, then as long as you continue to feed that energy, there's nothing to say that it won't give that right back to you. Um, so that's the only way I've been honestly getting through any of this, being so far away from my best friends from home, who I literally miss so much, um, and my parents, and obviously Nihant, and, and it's hard, but I know that, like, I'm doing all of this for the best person that I can be. Oh, this is so gross that I'm emotional, but it's, like, Aww. the best person that I can be, and, like, I'm pushing no, myself really that. hard. Um, and, and a relationship is, is supporting me, and, and, like, the person in that relationship is so fantastic to even like give me that room because not to say that there's any permission to be asked from him because obviously not but not everybody has that privilege that I can leave and I still know that you're still there and if we realize that this isn't something that's working out for us there's nothing to say one way or another that you know we have we have a conversation about it like hey this is really hard and um I don't think that it's the best for us right now that's that's a totally fair conversation to have you're not bound to this person as long as it doesn't fit you right um so it's being being strong in yourself but also knowing that life is so unpredictable and you need to grow and develop and if you're finding yourself not able to go where you want that hard conversation of hey like maybe this isn't the best for me and for us 
because I can't even give you everybody, everything that I previously did or I want to. Um, you have to give yourself that flexibility. So I think that's what's been pushing this relationship along. And also, like, my best friend Emmanuel, he's only ever been, like, internationally long distance with his girlfriend. Um, and so I also have people going through very similar things like me, um, which makes it easier, too, because I'm just like, it doesn't feel so alone because... Um, the closest person to me other than my relationship is my best friend in the whole world and he is in the exact same situation that I am I I think what I'm gathering from like even this whole conversation in the past hour is like you seem to be someone who's honestly putting herself first and it's just like I appreciate that I want all of our listeners to also know that like girls guys whoever is listening you know put yourself first like here's it's just so encouraging to hear and um i love that but i also yeah like putting yourself first so good but i also feel like you have a really good balance of doing that but still recognizing like all the important people in your life and like continuously giving you know that like your thanks to them which is that's so good like too like more often than not i've seen people focus on themselves but it's like they x out every other person in their life yes to do so you know and you've been doing it so well so gracefully like that gives me a lot of hope man that sounds so good yeah like wow that's awesome thank you and honestly like when when i that maybe this is just how i was raised like when i see my accolades there's no way that that was just me. There was no way that I got there just by myself because I have such a, a loving network, a rich network of people that are championing for me. And that's what you need. That's one thing I realized is like, you need to surround yourself by people that are going to push you forward in that way. You shouldn't feel like you need to dim yourself down to make them feel better. And I did that growing up, like since I, I, I since I knew, and I was like, that's, that's no way to live. <laughs> so um, very much my accomplishments are, the cocktail of all the support I've like the the emotional support I needed to get to where I'm at is is solely from the people that I surround myself with like and whatever I've grown to to harden and find strength within myself for sure but those people aren't writing those exams so that's on me but then when I go home and I'm really stressed out about it who's there to help me out in that process it's my friends it's the people I lived with it's like all the people that I surround myself with um the only the product of it is yeah like my name is on the degree or my name is on that job offer, but it's like, your name is on that job offer because of the 10 other people that were drying your tears two days ago, you know? Yeah, that's facts, man. We yeah, love for it. Sure. Um, just to segue a little and to just close off things, I have one last question for you. Sure. Um, do What's you up? see yourself living in New York long-term? I know like your whole mentality going into this was like, you know, I'm moving here, like, you know, and it's a big move. But do you see yourself living there? And just yeah, and ahead. just to add on, I also want to know, like, do you see this place as home? Because I know, like, one of the things is that's really difficult with moving to a brand new place is, like, like me, I've moved to Montreal, I've moved to Vancouver, and I still never really felt like either of those places was home, like Toronto was, and I'm not even from the city, you know? So how, yeah, kind of that, and then we'll close off from there. Yeah, sure. Um... So I, I definitely obviously have to see myself here for the next two years, but I would love to be in the city for a couple of years after that, just because, um, and what I've, what I've even gathered from people who like live here or who are living here, it's like, I don't know how to explain it in terms of, like, this is a place you go 
to push yourself the hardest you can. But obviously you can't push yourself so hard for like the rest of your life. Like I also want to like eventually like maybe move to the suburbs and all that kind of stuff. But for these like seminal years of like my early to mid 20s, like I want to push myself really hard. And I see that New York is definitely a place that I can do that. Um, and a place that I don't see that the ceiling is like, like right in front of my head, because that's where I felt kind of at home, where what I wanted to do, like public health as a career, it only it stopped right, like, you can't see me over audio, but it's like right here at my forehead. Um, and I needed to go somewhere that like, pushed me further. And that's my personal journey, not to say anything otherwise. Um, but I do see myself in New York, like medium term not long term definitely because just affordability like I'm I'm like great by grace of God I'm able to be here right now um but there's no way that this is a sustainable life unless I make (laughs) unless I make enough money to allow myself to have this lifestyle there's no way um but I think I think it's too early to say that New York feels like home but right now it's the only place I can call home so I am, I, I do, I feel that a little bit, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm like totally warmed up or like, even if it's like even my place to say that New York is home because I've really only been here for five weeks. Um, but there's a lot of aspects of my own home that I do see here, which are very, very comforting. Um, and I know that in the next two years, that opinion was going to change one way or another. Um, but it is a fantastic place to be right now. I'm very excited for myself and for everybody that's in my life that's like, you know, I get to celebrate this with. Because again, that's another thing. It's like, you can do all these great things, but if you have nobody to tell and share and feel good about, like, I don't know, that to me is a very empty experience. And that's not one that I would really want to have. So. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, I look forward to hearing more about, you know, maybe I'll ask this question to you at the end of your master's and see yeah. how that you know what we should ask like some of the same questions we should have a follow-up to this two years from now like this was just when you walked in yeah uh, not walked in this was just when you moved to new york and then see you know maybe at that point maybe you'll be moving out or like maybe you'll be getting ready to pivot to like some a different chapter in new york so that'll be interesting i think with that we've actually gotten to about an hour so i think we're gonna close off but I just wanted to say thank you so much for like coming on today and sharing all your stories. I I loved hearing about it. And obviously, like I could listen to you talk about it for hours. Um, Dude, let me just tell you, your voice is so soothing. I was listening to you. I was like, wow. <laughs> she, wow. See, you sound like one of those people that could give a TED talk. Like you oh, definitely. have a TED talk Bro, definitely. voice. That's I would listen true. to your TED talk. No, but for real, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like I learned so much from this conversation um, in so many ways. So it's, it's, it's just so good to hear you say what you did. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks so much for having me and like even just giving me the space to even think about some of the things that you asked. Um, I, it was awesome. And I feel even just like lighter kind of letting that out because it, it's been a, it's been a lot in the last couple of weeks. But thank you guys so much. I can't wait to see you back home or hopefully you guys get to come to New York someday. Um, oh, be we'll really be there. Awesome. Don't worry. We'll be I, there. The Don't worry. We can. Judy, <laughs> we're there, bro. Get hopping on a plane. We are going. And like now we'll be like, yes, we have a homegirl in New York. Yeah. Like, and there's a room. Go. We have a couch, like a pull-out yes. couch. That's all for you. Perfect. Two people's with. Yes. So please do come through. Luxury. 